Hey, it's Seeking Plum. So I want to read some quotes and ideas to you from a book I've been reading. Honestly, I have way too many books on the go, which is usually the case. That's why you may hear me pop in and out of a book off and on over weeks or months at a time. So this book is called Who You Were Meant to Be, A Guide to Finding or Recovering Your Life's Purpose by Lindsay C. Gibson. She offers six tools of self-discovery. Okay, if this topic already makes you want to stiff arm it, just bear with me for a little bit. I guess parenthetically I should explain why I'm reading this book. I have been spending way too long trying to figure out what it is that I want to do quote, when I grow up, or what is my thing? At this point in my life, I feel like I should have some of these things figured out, and I obviously don't. And I also feel somewhat unfulfilled. But I do know that there are some things that make me feel more satisfied and more, again, that word, fulfilled. I want to be able to have that more often. So it's one thing to kind of know things that you are good at or getting better at and to know things that you suck at and need work at, but it's like how do you tie those things together to to find something that you fit into? You know, where's your niche? Like, what is it? So I guess in a nutshell, that's why I picked this book up. So back at it. The tools of self-discovery. So the first one is the tool of energy shifts. Gibson says, every time you get close to an area of interest that connects with you who you were meant to be, you will feel a definite increase in energy. Involvement in, or even thinking about, this topic will stimulate you, making you look forward to it and want to do more of it. She then says, if you force yourself to pursue things that are not in line with your deepest interests, You will find yourself losing energy, feeling tired, bored, and stifled. It will feel as if something inside you is not willing to go along. The second tool is called the tool of recognition. She says, things will catch your attention in the area of your true purpose. She goes on to give a few examples. One was of a young woman who wanted to become a children's book illustrator. For her, she could not read her daughter's bedtime story without analyzing the painting technique in the pictures or whether or not the illustrator's style fit the tone of the story. Those were things that she recognized. Gibson says these people were, quote, recognizing the occupational skills needed to express their underlying life purposes. The third is the tool of envy. Look at what makes you envious and critical. It tells you that there is something you feel you should have been yours, but you have allowed it to go unclaimed. Envy is one of the most reliable indicators of what we were meant to be because it is so childishly honest. The fourth is the tool of appeal. Appeal is the attracting pull that desirable people and things exert upon us. She mentions that in a store, some things we may pass over without any interest and others will attract our attention. The same thing happens in a room full of people. She says this subtle experience is a reliable guide nudging you towards something or someone who reminds you of what you need. The fifth is the tool of physical response. Connecting with our true purpose gives us a feeling of physical lightness, especially noticed as a feeling of weight being lifted off our back and shoulders. It is also characteristic to feel physically able 
in the pursuit of our true purpose, as though our nerves and muscles were preparing to make physical action easy. She then says there are also unpleasant responses to things that would pull you away from your purpose. Feelings of disgust, fatigue, boredom, depression, headache, nausea, and irritability are just a few of the physical sensations that occur when you are moving away from your right direction. But she also points out that anxiety and fear are natural knee-jerk reactions many of us have toward any kind of change, good or bad, and therefore are not always indicators that you're going the wrong way. The sixth and final is the tool of mental response. Just as our bodies respond to what we like, so do our thoughts. For instance, if you are considering an interesting career that fits you well, you will probably experience hope, optimism, and a sense of possibility. Uplifting fantasies will pop into your mind about how it would be to live that way. These pleasant and stimulating mental responses occur when you are on the right track, moving toward your true purpose in life. Now, why did I share that with you? As I mentioned, I've been on this road of discovery for a very long time, or at least it feels that way. Since joining and using Anchor, I felt like I was getting closer and that maybe Anchor played a role in whatever my destination was. Since then, I think I've learned a few things, and that is, one, I don't know that there's one final, quote, destination. I think that my place of satisfaction and fulfillment might be one place today and could be another place next week. Actually, there may be more than one place. I may find some of that in Anchor and I might find some of that elsewhere. I suppose this is a journey or, as I like to say, a dance that won't end. I don't know if that's frustrating or exciting. Okay, back to the point. I firmly believe that authenticity is key to being true to yourself and to, to so many other things as well. When I've talked to other people, I've said that if you're going to produce content for the internet, I think that you need to have either very good quality content or an authentic personality that people are attracted to. The winning combination is both of those together. Knowing or believing that my content is an acquired taste and not for everyone, I've wanted to make sure that I remain authentic. There's a Shakespeare quote that I particularly like that goes, This above all, to thine own self be true. Well, over the last few days I've lost my way. Today I noticed that I was cranky and miserable and feeling down. My mind has been scattered and all over the place. I can't really focus. And so I sat down and I asked myself, like, what is the problem and what are you going to do about it? Sometimes for me the best method to organize my thoughts is just to write them out, like physically, pen and paper. Well, when I was done doing that, I started realizing that, well, there wasn't anything really wrong. I was dissatisfied, but why? And then I remembered these tools of self-discovery. In particular, the tool of energy shifts and physical response. I went from feeling somewhat centered or balanced, I guess you could say, to feeling weighed down. So many things bored me and I was irritable and cranky. You may remember at the tail end of my previous episode, I said that I would stop talking about philosophy and that 
Socrates' book, at least for a while. It was about that time that I had started to lose my way. I started worrying about what everybody else wanted. I was focusing on the numbers. I was seeing that listeners, even on podcasts, not necessarily on Anchor, those numbers were dwindling. People were still or are still tuning in to previous episodes, but anything of late, not so much. But these tools reminded me why I'm here and why I'm doing this. It's for me. I want to be true to myself. And if people are interested in that content, the content that comes from who I am, all the better. And if they're not, this is where I'm struggling. Because I recently heard someone say something about the world being a mirror. I can't remember if I heard it here on Anchor or read it on Twitter or what. I'm sorry I can't give due credit. I don't want to create content to please others because I think that that is the fastest way to fail. But at the same time, I don't want to go blindly running ahead without being self-aware or reflecting on what I'm doing. When I reminded myself of my intention of being authentic and being true to myself, Going back to those tools of self-discovery, that's when I noticed the energy shift and, and probably the physical response too, where that burden lifted and I no longer felt this looming doom and gloom over my head. Doom and gloom is a bit dark, but you know what I mean. I can't say that I have all kinds of answers at this point, but I will say that these tools have been helpful and I will continue to refer to them. So all of that said, no more promises of what you won't get from me. Not because you will or won't get it, but because just by saying it, I think that I hamstring myself. So the next episode may be about philosophy, and it may not. I'm still figuring me out. I'm still figuring out what it is I like to pursue or want to pursue and the fun part is is that every day and every week seems to be a little different well that's fun for me maybe but maybe not so much for you and you don't know what you're going to find when you tune in I want to apologize for that but on the other hand I'm not going to do that you can take me or leave me and on that note I thank you for listening